the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. So far this week, Lloyd's List has covered an exploding FPSO where 10 crew are missing, presumed dead. We've seen a 20,000 TU Merce giant run aground off Bremerhaven. And we've all watched the seriously impressive skills of the helicopter pilots lifting 18 crew off a bulk carrier in high winds following a collision with a chemical tanker off the Dutch coast on Monday. That one saw the abandoned ship ultimately stack it into a wind farm afterwards. And of course, connoisseurs of the Lloyd's List intelligence casualty feed will no doubt have also clocked a couple of capsizings, a minor oil spill, multiple losses from the fishing fleet, and a depressing litany of ships that went bump in the night. So... When I tell you that ship casualties and incidents are at an all-time low, I think context is required. Don't get me wrong, maritime safety is in a significantly better place than it was. The point I want to stress with this week's edition of the podcast is that we should not be lured into complacency by the apparent improvements in safety statistics. The headline numbers are there for all to see, but the overall number of such incidents has stagnated at a level that is, in my opinion, still way too high, and we've seen a stubborn spate of casualties resisting regulatory efforts to improve the situation over recent years. In addition, the suicide rate amongst seafarers, which was already unacceptably high prior to COVID, has now increased to a level that really requires urgent attention from the industry. A quick plug before I pull in the experts on this one. The reason I'm focusing on maritime safety this week is because we've just published a rather readable special report looking at exactly these issues in depth, and I want you all to read it. While you're there, I would also ask that you register to listen to the excellent webinar hosted this week on people power in shipping, hosted by my colleague Richard Clayton, our chief correspondent. As we're going to hear in this edition of the podcast, It's the soft skills and attention to people and training in the industry that is going to be the key to getting safety right. So on with the podcast. My first guest for this week is a familiar voice to regular listeners of the podcast, Graham Henderson, previously known to most as the head of Shell Shipping, but now fronting the industry Together in Safety Coalition. Graham's been banging the drum for maritime safety longer and louder than pretty much anyone I know. So I started by asking him where the specific areas of concern are for him and whether he thinks we've taken our eye off the ball when it comes to safety. So we have seen improvements in um, some of the shipping sectors, um, but the safety performance has plateaued in recent years to what I call an overall unacceptable level. And it's likely worsened last year. Now, for me, the real measure of safety performance is in terms of fatalities, serious injuries, extensive asset damage, and large-scale environmental pollution. And the suicide rate amongst seafarers has also really become very, very poor indeed. It was already, I'd say, dreadful, and it's increased still further. And remember that the data related to these aspects, like fatalities, serious injuries, and suicides, is underreported in the industry by a wide margin. Now, we've got enough regulation. Uh, That is not the issue. For me, um, the events that we see every day in shipping and in the Lloyd's list, they're not accidents, but they're deaths of innocent seafarers that should, and I mean should, have been prevented. 
And the reason that the safety performance in shipping has plateaued is because we keep having the same incidents. We're not applying the learnings and equally important, not verifying that those learnings are rigorously put in place on the ship. Now, what we've done in Together in Safety is analysed um, a whole suite of data over the last 10 years. And very interestingly, um, there's not 100 or 50 or even 20 major incident types. There are about 15 major incident types. And they're not difficult to guess. Um, you read about them every day in Lloyd's List. I've read them this week, some of them. They're things like groundings in narrow waterways, collisions in congested waters. There was one of those this week. Explosions, there was one of those this week. <laughs> Containers falling off of ships, um, working on deck in heavy weather. And they all sound very familiar. So what we've done in the industry coalition around Together in Safety is focused on incident prevention, and, but at the same time on the aspects around leadership and also well-being and care. And these are some of the softer things. And if you think about these, these are things that cannot be regulated. They really are things that, um, as an industry, we can collectively work on and make improvements. I'll come back to Graham shortly, but before I do, I wanted to bring in a few other voices on that topic of whether we've taken our eye off the ball when it comes to safety and whether the impact of COVID and the stresses and strains it's resulted in for our seafarers over the past two years means that we can expect more problems yet to come. While we can all be thankful that the crewing crisis and widespread fatigue has not resulted in an immediate uptick in casualty statistics, I am sensing an uneasy fear amongst many of the people that I'm talking to in the industry that the real results of the pandemic are yet to be seen in terms of maritime safety. Katie Ware, Director of UK Maritime Services at the UK MCA. Don't think we've taken our eye off the ball. I think, and it's very important going forward, Richard, I think it's maybe been slightly deprioritised. I think the main topic of conversation is decarbonisation and there is an awful lot of conversations around the decarbonisation but what I'm really keen as we go forward is that safety and sustainability are talked about together. Mm. It is really important as we go forward. I mean, I think the regulatory piece is in a good place. Um, I think it's especially, you know, now that we've got safety man international safety management. But I do think, I think, I don't think we've taken our eye off the ball. I think there's improvements. There's been a lot of improvements over the year, years. I think there is still more to do. That doesn't necessarily mean a regulatory piece, but we really do need to make sure that safety and sustainability and the decarbonisation piece go hand in hand as we go forward, Richard. And that holistic view of safety is a common theme amongst safety experts across the industry, but all tend to agree that over the last 24 months, we have seen real problems emerge. The concern is there are real problems being stored up for the future here. Katie Ware again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing that we've got to be super, super mindful of, Richard, and it's and COVID has highlighted it is, you know, we operate shipping and it's not necessarily the the demands of the way that shipping is operated, the commercial demands, it's not conducive to to 
really making sure that our seafarers are in a really good place. And that's what concerns me, Richard. I mean, I'm amazed we did not have more accidents during COVID. People were tired, people were run down. I suspect there may be an impact actually on the maintenance of the vessels that we start to see going forward. Mm. Uh, and I, it really is. I think we have to take a long look in the mirror and say, you know, these commercial pressures, it didn't really mean that we're putting safety first for our people. We've been living on adrenaline for two years. We've been in constant fight mode for two years and you live off the adrenaline. And I don't think even on me, you know, you can't quite realise or get your head around what exactly has happened to us in the last two years. So it is going to come and catch up with us, Richard. That issue of the impact of COVID still yet to come is a pretty consistent theme when you talk to safety experts around the industry right now. It seems to be a pretty widespread feeling that there is more yet to come, regardless of how the COVID pandemic pans out over the next few months. Philip Belcher, Marine Director at Intertanko. I do think we've got something in the place, but we have to pay our tribute to the incredible levels of professionalism and dedication that seafarers have done over the last two years. They've put up with a lot and they've gone about it and done their job and really delivered. So they, they really need to recognise for that. Storing things up for the future? Yes, I, I'm sure we are. We're, we're seeing the change of crew patterns. We are seeing an increased level of fatigue, you could say. And we're, we're seeing some people coming out of the industry now. They've done their trips where they've built up a huge amount of money and they're able to leave the uh, leave their jobs. Safety, of course, is not just about COVID. This is not a COVID story. It's not even about the incidents. It's more encompassing and fundamental to everything we do. Put simply, safety is about people. Back to Graham Henderson again. Well, I think companies already had a very busy agenda. And I think what COVID has done is uh, turbocharge 10 years of change fast forward and introduced a massively increased agenda and at the same time, huge expectations of employees and um, and society. And it's very easy to see this agenda really as quite overwhelming um, and also a whole lot of, of separate subjects that need to be tackled individually. But I see it differently, Richard. I see this as one single agenda item of sustainability in shipping. And the core to that sustainability is safety. And if we can get that right, there'll be a positive impact on people who are the lifeblood of any company. So safety is fundamental to everything that we do. And time and time again, we've seen that companies that get the safety right, get everything right. Um, and a great safety performance leads to a great business performance. And the reason for this is because safety is about motivating people to do an excellent job every day. Um, it leads to a lot of very positive things in terms of delivering um, a great performance in, in a company. It's about um, developing a mindset of learning from each other, working in teams, uh, delivering solutions, working collaboratively together with a common purpose. Um, safety is really about realising the decarbonisation and new technology ambitions that the industry has. It's very importantly safety about attracting new high quality talent into the industry. It really is safety about the future of shipping.
And that rather neatly takes us back to the central point of this week's edition. Safety is about putting our people at the very centre of shipping. It's about how the industry can work as one group with a common purpose as equal partners. As cliched as these things sound, safety is about the sustainability of shipping into the future. It's about attracting high quality talent into our industry, realising that decarbonisation and delivering new technologies is all linked in to what we're talking about. Having plateaued in recent years, there is now a need for a new approach focusing on our people and one that does not rely on regulation, which can only take us so far. So as hackneyed as this sentiment is, we need to accept that safety must remain at the very heart of every company, and it's imperative that safety performance in shipping is improved. So people are at the absolute heart of everything we do, and people have heard me say, you know, seafarers are non-negotiables. For the MCA, for me as a regulator, seafarers are non-negotiable. I think where we need to improve um, is around that well-being piece and how we look after our seafarers. That is absolutely critical, and that's been brought to the forefront during COVID. Um, for the MCN in the UK, we actually were doing work in this area um, before COVID happened. Um, we'd had some quite tragic suicide cases on vessels, which had caused this concern and, and real concern. And, and there were young people, um, which was even more so. So we worked with ISWAN, the International Seafarers Welfare and Assistance Network, and we started a project around um, why social interaction on board matters. And there is a very, very clear correlation to the well-being, physical and mental well-being of our seafarers and the safety performance on board. And I really think that's where I'd like to see the work, the work being done. And I know that the Safety Together Coalition have also highlighted this, this correlation between physical mental well-being and the safety culture on board mm. um so that that's a really important thing but also we've all got to work together as a collective there's no one individual we we've all got to learn and work together to improve that well-being and there's also the training aspect as well you know we've got to make sure that the seafarers have got the best quality training that they can have and again in the, in the uk at the mca we are actually we've taken on board a huge project around the modernization of seafarers training so that they really do get a training that is fit for purpose in the modern in the modern day and also um sort of addresses the challenges we're going to face with new fuels and and the dangers that go with, with that piece that issue of the rapid pace of change running through the industry the introduction of new technologies decarbonization requiring not just new fuels but new infrastructure and new ways of doing things and of course regulation is not always keeping up the pace. So that has a direct impact on maritime safety. It's a question I posed to Philip Belcher and asked him whether he thought that there was going to be issues with the uptake of new technology in terms of maritime safety. Yeah, of course. I mean, the introduction of any new equipment brings in the challenges. We saw this just as a, on a sort of a minor level with the ECDIS when new electronic charts came in and the colleges were not keeping pace and the regulations from the STCW convention was not keeping pace with what was needed in the training area. And so companies had to take it upon themselves to do additional training. And that will and does happen with other new equipment as it's coming in. 
the digitalization revolution. We're very much an analog industry at the moment, or at least a hybrid one. Moving forward, that, that that's obviously going to change challenges, particularly if we are going to see a reduction in people on board ships, which then has uh, a knock on effect upon the social welfare of people because humans, we're social animals. We like getting together and uh, that will have an effect and it'll have a detrimental effect upon the crew. But we can look to see the ways we can address those problems and work together for it, particularly on the welfare issues and the well-being of seafarers. What I'd like to get across really is that seafarers are key to all of this. We see solutions too often in terms of technology and, and processes, but we ignore the fact that it's seafarers who have got to operate the technology, implement the processes and work with each other in the environment. So we have to focus upon the seafarer, that person with their hands, their eyes, their ears in the job. They're the ones that are going to make it safe. At the moment, you know, we have this, this number of accidents there, it's plateaued there, but we have 99.9 of whatever it is, number of incidents which are avoided because of the seafarer. The seafarer is your first line of defence and your last line of defence. So let's invest the skills and experience to make sure they are well fit for the next generation of ships. I'm going to end this week by allowing Graham Henderson to get in a gratuitous plug for the Together in Safety Coalition, because I think it is genuinely an important programme that's worthy of everyone's attention. Many of the issues he's raising are also raised in the Lloyd's List safety report. So do check out lloydslist.com for more details. But given the plateauing safety statistics, I close my conversation with Graham by asking him how he thinks the industry gets safety moving back in the right direction at shipping. I've got it in three words for you, together in safety. <laughs> if you do what you've always done, Richard, you'll get what you've always got. It's a famous saying. So it's hardly surprising that the safety performance in shipping has plateaued at this unacceptable level because we're doing the things we've always done. Um, and all of this points to the need for a new approach in safety something that will really unite the shipping industry and draw on that collective expertise. And so about three years ago, we formed the industry coalition called Together in Safety. It has as its core objective to protect seafarers' lives, but also deliver improved business efficiency and commercial effectiveness. It is all about sustainability. Together in Safety is unregulated. It comprises all of the shipping industry groups. So International Chamber of Shipping, BIMCO, OCINF, Intertanko, Intercargo, Interferry, Cruise Lines International, the World Shipping Council. Um, they are all there um, in addition to some of the world's major shipping companies, as well as insurance, classification societies and country representatives. Um, there are no costs involved in becoming a partner in Together in Safety. I have secured funding and it's free to use the many proven best practices which are available to deliver sustained learning and improve that performance. We've also been working with other industries such as air and rail. They faced similar challenges as ourselves several years ago and have made significant improvements. What we've done is developed what we call a strategic framework. And what we're asking companies is to look at their safety program and, and say, how does it align with this strategic framework? And then we've got three strategic drivers of leadership, incident prevention, 
and well-being and care. And, and just touching on those in terms of leadership, what the leader says in the company is what gets done. He or she sets the policy, sets the direction. And it's very important that there is that visible leadership. So starting every conversation with safety, reviewing the safety performance and being personally involved. Incident prevention is about looking at the incidents that you may have in your company and picking those that you feel are ones that you might have in the future. And then using the best practices, which um, involve um, uh, some training events, they involve some key, uh, key areas to work on, what to check, using those in your company and then well-being and care there's a lot of very good work taking place um, generally and also in the industry around well-being and care and we brought that together again into some learning events um, events to get people talking and uh, help people to spot when there are areas of concern with um, with seafarers and that's it for another week Thank you very much for listening and do check out lloydslist.com for more details. We'll be back again next week.